Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash westwood1. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash westwood1 now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash westwood1. Hey y'all, I hope y'all are ready to make some noise. Kenyatta Spence, are you ready? Shake Anderson, are you ready? And Mr. Talking Noise himself, Lloyd Spence, are you ready? If you clicked on this podcast, then that must mean that you're ready for Talking Noise, the daily podcast. Well, if you're ready, then come on, let's make some noise. Man, let me tell you something. I love jazz. Yeah. I love great jazz music. I think song is the bomb. That's all I'm saying. I think so. It's the bomb. All right. That's all I'm saying. Talking noise. It's a Tuesday. Miss Talking Noise is there. Well, yes, I, it looks like Lloyd Spence Jr. is there. So let me, we forgot to change the name. But uh, right. <laughs> Miss Talking Noise is there. Yes, sir. Mr. Shake Anderson is here. In the house. In the house. And uh, we are here on a Tuesday. Turn it up. We got a great show for you. You know what? We were going to wait and do our versus recap on Wednesday, but we're going to do our versus recap at the end of this show okay. today. That versus was so good. We're doing our versus recap at the end of this show. So just okay. get ready, okay? Versus recap at the end of the show. But before we get to any of that, we got a couple of things we want to talk about today here on Talking Noise because um, we haven't had a chance to talk about it. Uh, the first, and dare I say, the most egregious. Okay. Um, and it's it's gonna we're gonna we're gonna take the micro and then widen it out to the macro of this. But something happened last week on one of the sports shows, Undisputed. Yeah. That features Skip Bayless and um, Shannon Sharp. Mm-hmm. And they would so so. Let's set the stage. Dak Prescott, the, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, came out and said that due to the death of his brother, uh, he uh, was struggling with that, as you would struggle with something like that, losing a family member like that, somebody as close to you like that. He was struggling, and, and there were times he felt like he wasn't sure he could go on, and 
just really a mental breakdown. He very he was very transparent about his uh, need to express this, but need for therapy, the whole nine. Just really right. a beautiful sentiment, actually, of what he was expressing, that someone of his stature, of his caliber, of his reputation would be, you know, still need that kind of help mentally and that kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So Skip Bayless, ever the troll, <laughs> been on his show, undisputed, <laughs> and he had these words to say. On this issue, I have deep compassion for clinical depression. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to the quarterback of an NFL team, you know this as well as I, better than I do. It's the ultimate leadership position in sports. Am I right about that? Mm -hmm. You are commanding an entire franchise. What's the roster now? Is it 53 still? 53, but yeah. I think they got like 15 practice squad guys. Okay. But, but you're commanding a uh -huh. lot of young men uh -huh. and some older men. And they're all looking to you to be their CEO, to be in charge of the football team. Because of all that, I don't have sympathy for him going public with, I got depressed. I suffered depression early in COVID to the point that I couldn't even go work out. Look, he's the quarterback of America's team. And you know, and I know, the sport that you play, it is dog-eat-dog. Dog. It is no compassion, no quarter given on the football field. If, if you reveal publicly any little weakness, it can affect your team's ability to believe in you in the toughest spots, and it definitely can encourage others on, on the other side yeah. to come after you. Let's just start right there because it doesn't get any better. Um, and uh, we want to uh, give um, uh, credence to FS1 uh, for that clip. Um, normally, I would pass this off to you guys first, but I, if you don't mind, I would like to go first. Go ahead. Do it. What an asshole. <laughs> okay. I'm done. Shake, would you like to? <laughs> I have more, but I have more to say, but I just want to start off. Start off with a very direct and poignant statement. What an asshole. Okay. <laughs> well, um, what's the young man um, who played um, the Joker? Uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger is the one you're probably thinking about. Heath Ledger committed suicide, right? Yes. yes. And then you have... Um, Robin Williams. Yes. Committed suicide, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Anthony Bourdain. Mm. You remember him? I do. I do. Committed suicide. I, I was a yeah. huge fan of Anthony Bourdain's. Um, and so, to me, the first thing is this. There's always, in everything we do, there are what, are, what should be teachable moments. Mm -hmm. uh, and so... With a guy like Skip, I'm I'm always I'm puzzled for one, first of all, because he grew up in a in you know, both of his parents were alcoholics. Battle of depression. Mm -hmm. And so if anybody should be compassionate, you would think it would be him. Right. But then also you look at leadership and what true leadership is. Real leadership is admitting 
your weaknesses, your shortcomings, and then displaying the ability to overcome them. Yes. Is what real leadership is, what real winners do. Real winners have problems, but they combat those problems and they and that's how they win. So for him to take this position, especially in the face of what we're dealing with in our nation, here's a guy who dealt with his brothers, he brought his brother's death. He's dealing with uh, a country in utter turmoil between COVID-19, Black Lives Matters, and a president who is as evil as they come. Right. Or have ever come. And so you can't, somehow, you are, are not able to look at that and go, man, I get it. I understand why you would be down. You're not able to look at that and go, you know, man, this is as much as I want you to be tough and be of this mindset on the field, you know, the, anybody with any semblance of a heart would go, man, I get it. Yeah. But also, to me, what Dak did was he gave the team something to rally around. Right. Because you got to remember, in the backdrop of this, you got a, a owner who's telling Dak what he's not worth. Mm. While all of this is going on, That's your all point. this is Great happening. Point. Great they point. could have signed him like every other team did their first year quarterback. They signed him two years in, three years into the deal. Now, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, you got to prove yourself again, constantly. Right. But on top of that, we're going to throw spit in your face because we're going to pay way more money for everybody else on this team. We're going to pay, I mean, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, he got way more than he was worth and then still didn't play half the games. You know, so you look at that and you go, here's a guy who's who's catching hell, man. Yeah. And you're not willing to, especially, it would be, anybody else would be different, but for Skip Bayless to supposedly be this diehard Cowboys fan, you would think that he would go, Man, I gotta, I gotta back my guy up. You know what I'm saying? I gotta right. make sure that I support him. And this is a huge issue. But I, I, to be honest with you, I would expect no less from Skip, because he's built his whole life on hating people. His whole legacy, uh, especially in the last 15 years, has been or 17 years has been hating LeBron. Yeah. And if I ever, if I ever meet him, I, I'd like to ask him, what did he ever do to you? You know, did he sleep with your wife? Did he, you know what I'm saying? What did he ever do to you? Right, right. But yeah. go, go ahead. Can I don't you know, man. Kiana, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Well, <clears throat> when you asked the question, I just went and just searched online to to make sure of what I was going to say. I, I was looking to see where Skip Bayless's NFL experience was. <laughs> <laughs> As a leader of men on the field. Uh, right. I, I, I didn't see that he was a captain of any NFL uh, team. Really? I didn't see that he was a football player, period. Ever. Yeah. Uh, right. So then you don't know what it's like to be a leader. Right. Um, and dare I say that when I was watching it on television, I was so full of emotion. I stopped the TV 
uh, muted the TV, paused the TV, and immediately called Mr. Talking Noise and was like, did you hear this foolishness that this man was saying? I was like, I guess because when you are a leader, you could immediately empathize with what he was saying. We're all, we've all been in the house, you know, during this stay at home, you know, from time to time, stay at home order that with, with COVID, we've all been in the house. We know what it's like trying to fight for your sanity yeah. and not feeling like going to work out. If, if you, if you're a person that works out every day and you just like today, I just really, so the fact that he wants to tell him that I have no compassion for you. I'm like, dude, I get it. You want to be the shock jock. You want to be the one to have said something. You really ain't recovered since Stephen A. left your tail. So now you want to try to have something to say, you know, to try to be big man on campus. You look like a fool. And immediately after the interview, Fox News issued a statement that we don't agree with anything that he said. Furthermore, we have let him know that what he said was totally inappropriate. And then to put the nail in the coffin, he said all this on World Suicide um, Day. Uh, yeah. wor World Suicide Prevention Day. Right. So it was already in the air that people, you know, acknowledging it. And one of the people, one of the counselors said, this is the reason why leaders don't get help. Wow. Is because they're going to be ridiculed, scrutinized. You can't, you know, you can't have uh, problems. You can't have those type of thoughts and be in a leadership role. Okay, well, then they just suffer in silence. Yeah. So thanks, yeah. Skip. I'm, before you, before I give you my comments, I just want to remind people, because my wife uh, mentioned that she couldn't find who Skip was uh, on the internet. <laughs> Jalen Rose actually did find out who Skip was. Just want to remind people of what Jalen found out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, about, <laughs> about Skip. Uh, hold on, I want to, uh, you know, when, we, when we're playing clips, sometimes you got to get past the fluff, but here. Only created for a novice to follow the game. Just because you're a power forward, that doesn't make you physical. Just because you're a shooting guard, that don't mean you can jack up threes. That's what were you, Dixon? What were you? Where were you? Did you have it 1.4 points as a senior in high school? Yeah, I did. Okay. So yeah. all of that pistol P stuff, water pistol P okay. shooting. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll <laughs> so I'm just saying. You didn't like that, did he? <laughs> Woo! Water pistol. I, I, you know, I, we're doing a show here as a podcast. And, and um, our job as podcasters as, is to analyze and to comment and to, to bring clarity maybe to even some things that are out there. Um, that's what we get paid to do. Um, we do? We get paid to do it occasionally. <laughs> um, our job is never, in my opinion, as a journalist, to become the story. Our job is to report it. Our job is not to make it or to create it. Our job is to report it. Right. And to maybe give comment, maybe to give fair commentary to what we're reporting. 
I, I, I am appalled at what Skip did. I'm offended at what Skip did. Um, I, I don't understand it, why it is so necessary to, to be that kind of journalist uh, when there's so many great things to talk about. Here was an opportunity for, uh, for a national figure to champion the, the, the transparency. We always fuss about the, the, uh, the lack of transparency from athletes. They won't share. They won't talk. Yeah. They won't give you the real. Yeah. But here's a guy saying, here's me. Here I am, naked and exposed. Here's the real. And the first time that he does it, you rake him over the coals and say that he's not that he, he's not a leader, that they're not yeah. going to follow him, that he's bait for the other team. That's why I started my commentary with, you're an asshole. And I know that's strong language. But the reality is, I don't know that what else – why would you do that? Why would you take this man's vulnerability and spin in his face? I don't understand that. And I don't respect it. I don't respect Skip Bayless. I am totally on board with him firing them, firing him, although they're not going to do it because he makes that he makes them too much money. And that's, just right. how, that, that, that's how that network is. He makes them right. entirely too much money. But he mm -hmm. absolutely, in my opinion, should be either suspended or fired. Right. That's just that's how I feel. So I I don't I that is a mind-boggling moment to me that he felt that that was okay. And then and then Shay, to your point, to call yourself a cowboy fan. Yeah. Eli Manning was not great the last few years, but mm -hmm. guess what? If you ask me as a Giants fan, well, what Eli was? Hey, that's my quarterback. I'm To now. Yeah, that's my quarterback. <laughs> it's not fair. It's my quarterback. Because that's, yeah. like, that's the guy I root for. So mm -hmm. you show that you don't even have the loyalty yeah. to people that you say that you support. Come on, man. I'm, if, hey, listen, I'm not for cancel culture at all, but if we want to cancel Skip Bayless, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> <clears throat> so I just wanted to get that out of my system. I feel so much better now. Um, the other top story that we haven't had a chance, there's a couple of top stories we haven't had a chance to talk about on this show. Mm -hmm. And so we're getting caught up so that we can catch everybody else up. As you see, I'm wearing my UK blue today, as, as is Shake Anderson there. Mm -hmm. And we're doing so because... We are here to make a declaration. At least I am. I don't know what mm. I'm not going to speak to Shane. I'll speak yeah. to myself. Okay. But going forward, uh -huh. at least for this particular year, <laughs> maybe, uh -huh. longer though, maybe longer though, because I'm really, I'm really impressed. I'm making a breaking news announcement. I will, going forward, be supporting the University of Kentucky basketball team as a fan. Wow. I'm wow. a fan. And here's the reason why. Wow. University of Kentucky, led by their head coach, John Calipari, decided uh, that they needed to make a statement for social <laughs> justice to let their fans know where they stood as a team and as young black men in America. Young men, <laughs> period. There's some white players as well, but predominantly black men, young men on that team. They made a powerful, 
powerful video. And I won't play the video uh, here today or the, the audio from the video. But let me just say, go uh, to our Noisemaker page. You'll see the link for it. It's a powerful, powerful video. Yeah. Immediately, fans of the University of Kentucky basketball team vilified these young men, yes. crucified these young men, yeah. told them that they were out of order, said the mm -hmm. university was out of order, said they would not support the university anymore, that they were making a political stance, and they're not supposed to be doing that. They're just supposed to be playing basketball. Now I'm a fan. Now you got it. Now I'm with you. Now UK, John Calipari, now I'm with you. Go Big Blue. <laughs> <laughs> because that's just, that I cannot understand how young men, first of all, do you realize that the that let me say it this way. This is the, this is the better way to say it. How do you support young black men playing basketball but you can't support them when it comes to them living or dying? Yeah. How do you support our culture? but you don't like our faces. Uh -oh. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Wow. This is bigger. This is not a Trump issue. This is yeah. a man being killed on the street issue. This yeah. is a young lady who was sleeping in her apartment and was shot to death issue. Yeah. This is a, uh, I'm running and I'm jogging and two guys just randomly shoot me down in the street issue. Mm -hmm. I, I, so UK, I salute you. I'm with you. I'm riding with you. Every step of the way. Go Big Blue. Now, I'm still a UofL fan. <laughs> although y'all got to the party late. Yeah. Video should have been out weeks before. You let them be just <laughs> <not> happy about <laughs> but, but I'm riding with both of you going forward. Go ahead, y'all. Go ahead, Kenyatta. Well, let me just say, I was so moved by the video. I know that Adolph Rupp is rolling over in his grave. That's probably true. That's probably true. I mean, <laughs> I posted it on my wall and said, this is historical. And then I saw my University of Louisville Cardinals <laughs> with, a, with a whiteboard, like somebody thought of it as a last minute last-ditch effort to hurry up and fix something together in time to show that they're standing as well. They stood out on the football field with their arms locked. But it was – it just showed the University of Louisville was tardy to the party. Mm -hmm. They had – you know, they put this little this – little, whiteboard together and, and out on the field and you're just like, what is happening? And so now here recently, just like a day or so, the University of Louisville basketball team right, they released it. has the video, has a video. Now it's powerful too, but you're, you're saying, okay, let me just say, I'm saying to myself, Louisville has been like the epicenter for a protest. Why wasn't y'all first? Yeah. And by Why the way, I look, let me go ahead. Real quick, just real quick. 
for those of you who are not from Louisville that you're listening to this podcast, you're from all around the country, all around the world even, listening to this podcast, the reason why this is significant is exactly what Kenyatta said. Brianna Taylor died in Louisville, Kentucky. So the first group that should have stood up and said this is wrong and put the video out there and gone way above and beyond with their uh, response should have been the University of Louisville. And that's why we're, we're highlighting it. Not to criticize Louisville, because they did, they did come to the party eventually. But it would have been nice for them to have stepped up and got it done a little sooner. So go ahead, Kia. That that's that's pretty much what I had to say about it. Is it that I, you know, I I'm saddened that University of Louisville wasn't on top of it first. But I I did feel like that you know once I saw that video from UK, I was like, now I might ride for y'all. When I see that you are standing with these young men and not all these years, because I've always been a U of L fan, all these years watching. Um, them look like they wouldn't uh, stand for these young men. Like, they, they have no problem putting them on the team. They have no problem with, you know, uh, them playing. But are you going to stand with them when it comes to social injustice? And they've shown that they will. Yeah. You know, it's, it's um, you said something earlier, Lloyd, about the players themselves and the risk um, that they take, you didn't say it that way, but you know, when you think about what they received as far as the response from the community, not just in Lexington, but in the country period, you know, UK fans, I'll never support them. I'll never do this. I'll never go to another game. You know, how dare you? I, 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 I think about um, these young men who you're playing at UK, so that means you live in Lexington. And I remember as a child growing up in Louisville, Lexington was one of the one of the main places I hated performing in. I hated to go there and sing. Um, for one, because of the racism in the in the city itself and in the outlying country, but also because of what I had witnessed firsthand um, as a nine-year-old kid singing with my brothers being pulled over by the cops in, in Lexington. And uh, not that they hit any of us, but they were really nasty, mean people. And uh, I remember, you know, we stopped to get gas at a gas station on the way back. And uh, our manager at the time, Sam said, uh, hey, guys, don't get out of the car. Normally, you know, we stop at the gas station, your kids, we're going to get a bag of tater chips and a, and a, and a big red, you know, or, or, or wherever, you know, we, we get out of the car and go in. He said, no, don't get out of the car. And I uh, went into this gas station to get, uh, you know, to just pay for the gas. You know, you didn't have the, either, the, either the pumps were, you know, the, somebody pumped the gas for you. But if it was a self-serve, you had to pay inside first, and then you come back out. So he went in to get this, and we're watching. And uh, he goes in, and he, you know, maybe two or three minutes, comes back out. But he didn't pump any gas, and he just drove off. Mm. And so, you know, I'm not, I'm a little bit inquisitive. I'm going, okay, why, why did you, you know, we didn't get any gas, you know. And I look over at the gas thing, it's pretty low. 
Um, and we get to the next little town. I think it might be Georgetown or something like that. We get there and we get some gas at a place. But then I asked Sam, I said, you know, why didn't we get gas back there? Why didn't you let us get chips? You know, I'm, I'm a kid, you know. And he just said, you know, it wasn't safe. It wasn't safe. And I wanted to get you guys out of there. Uh, and Sam was the kind of guy who was just honest, you know. And he said, I was afraid. You look at that 40-something years ago, and we're dealing with the same thing again all over, not just in our country, but, you know, you look in Lexington, um, and you start thinking about these basketball players. What if they're out on the street somewhere because of their stance? What if they're out somewhere and somebody catches a bunch of guys, a group of guys, catch one of them, knows who it is, and does something to them? Absolutely. So when you, when you think about that, and then you juxtapose that with Calipari, who's not obviously not from Kentucky. He's a New York guy, right? Right. Mm -hmm. um, but you look at that and look at their stance and who's standing with them. And on the one hand, you go, hooray. Uh, I'm really, really proud for them. But in my mind, I'm going, man, you just put your self on the line a little further. Yeah, fine. Because every, the, the problem with our country is people don't realize everything has a price. Mm. Everything, there's sacrifice in everything you do now. Mm -hmm. uh, and because of the way our rhetoric, because of the way things are being uh, exposed and, and being handled politically, you never know who's watching and what their intent is. So I'm, I've rocked my blue because, first of all, I, I can say this. My friend, my friend Mitch Barnhart, athletic director, I showed up at a gig in, in uh, Wilmore, Kentucky, with U of L colors on at a UK function. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, and he just asked me, he said, man, if I get you some stuff, now, I didn't do it intentionally. All my luggage, it's what I wore on the plane. My luggage didn't get, didn't make the flight. So it's what I had. But that night, he got me a whole bunch of swag. And every now and then, he sends me a package with some stuff. <laughs> but the point is, I'm rocking it because I'm in solidarity with these guys. I'm in because I'm like, if you, if you will take the risk to stand for me, yeah. Because that's what I feel like Calipari's doing. Yeah. That's what I feel like those players are doing. They're not just standing with those that have died, but they're standing with those that have to live in the face of what we're dealing with. And to me, yeah, U of L was late to the party. And uh, I, which I don't understand that, to be honest with you, at all. Right. Um, but maybe it's just that somebody got the idea first. And that's the way I try to look at it. It just happened first. Um, so I, I applaud them. Um, I can't say that I'll be rooting for them as a team a whole lot, but I do stand with them. Yeah. And I do agree wholeheartedly with, with what they did. And I, and I appreciate it. As a, as a black man with a black son, you know, I truly appreciate what they did and what this means. 
And for those that would say, you know, they, they, you know, it's, it's that whole shut up and dribble, shut up and play basketball, shut up and play football. You know, we're past those days. You know what I'm saying? Those days are over. It's no more of this shut up and take what society or massa or the man or whoever. It's no more of that. We're way beyond that now. And we're not going back. And, you know, the, the fact that Calipari, first of all, would, would be a part of something that's let alone lead it. Uh-huh. That's just further proof. Yeah. You, you, can, you might as well change your argument because there is no shutting up anymore. But if anything, we're going to be, there's an old gospel song that says, before I'll take it back, I'll add more to it. Yeah. That's what this is going to be, man. Yeah. So, no, I, I think you said it eloquently. I, and I, I agree with you. And, I, and you know, I, I, I really... I really want those guys to be successful this year. Really? I really do, genuinely. Because I want them, for those who have decided to walk away from their fandom, uh, for those who have decided I'll never watch this team again, I'll never support them, 30 years down the drain and all the other uh, yeah. we've heard, yeah. I, w- I almost want them to win a national championship so they can say goodbye to all of you. Thank you for your thank you for your service. Now you can exit out the back door. And, and our real fans who stood with us both in our success and in our in our protest, this is for you. Yeah, I almost want to see that moment, uh, that one shining moment uh, that comes with that. So, uh, shout out to the UK and shout out to U of L too, because they they did finally stand up and, and put that video out, and I appreciate that uh, very 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 much. So, uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break, come back, and uh, we're gonna get into uh, the versus battle. We're gonna talk about the versus battle. Uh, and what man had LaBelle, Gladys Knight. We'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Talking Noise, the daily podcast. Hey, everybody, it's Lloyd Spence, and I want to tell you about a brand new Facebook page called The Noisemakers. The Noisemakers page is where our fans can see all of the visuals, the videos of all of our podcasts, web series, and more. That's right. Even this podcast, Talking Noise, you can see me, Kenyatta, and Shake on the Noisemakers Facebook page. See us daily. See all our shows, like Believe in the ACC, featuring myself and Charlie Ward, The Five, Uncorked Wine, and much, much more. Check us out on Facebook, the Noisemakers page, and become a Noisemaker today. We are back. Shake Anderson, Lloyd Spence, and I don't know how your name got back to Lloyd Spence Jr. again. We got to fix that. Wow. I keep saying that. That's weird. Zoom is playing games with us today. (laughs) People get to see live me changing your name. How about that? All right. Uh, Let's talk about the versus battle, man. Wow. Let's talk about the versus battle. Yeah. First of all, shout out to the Queens. <clears throat> they were amazing. First of all, that old saying about black don't crack, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Pat, yeah. Patty yeah. and Gladys looked great last night. Oh, man. Ooh. 
Well, they always, yeah, there, there's something about them that's timeless. You know, when you, when you think about it, um, and, and, and there've been a lot of queens like that, but, but those two specifically are just timeless. And so not just in their music, but the, the way they project themselves, their imagery, it's always been classy. You know, yeah. I wish we had more artists to just, to just fundamentally just follow them. Yeah, I mean, there's something about their 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 um, their presence, their essence, and the way they carry themselves as black women. That I think these younger girls, maybe you don't take all of it, maybe you don't have to take all of it, but but there's foundational stuff that they need to take. Like they they need to take some of those principles and 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 lock that into the core of who they are. Um, but they look great. They were, uh, they did it. I, I, I'm not sure where they were. I think it was at the, uh, I'm not sure where they were. It was like, it looked like an auditorium or uh, something. I don't know. But it looked, it, they looked, they were on a stage. They were social distance properly. And look, they looked great, man. So um, it wasn't, it wasn't the, uh, it was the first of all, it was an incredibly memorable battle. No one will ever forget where they were when 600, you were part of the six hundred thousand that pulled up and watched them last night, but um, but it was it was just um, oh man, it just had a good feel to it. Like this might have been the one that had the best feel overall. You know what I'm saying? I guess because it was yeah. classic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but but it's also because uh, they're friends. Yeah, and now so, I guess that helped a lot too because they it, it never felt contentious at all. Right, two old friends like, hanging out, kicking it. We right. got a chance to see it. A lot of wonderful stories. Uh, let's run through the rounds real quick. Patty came out the gate with All Right Now. <laughs> and Gladys Knight came back with Best Thing That Ever Happened to Me. Gladys came out with the haymaker right from the jump. <laughs> Hit her with the, you're the best thing that ever happened. I was like, oh, Patty, you all Gladys. <laughs> So most people are giving that round to Gladys right off the top. Wait a minute. Right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. First of all, Patty LaBelle put out the uh the little Facebook post video oh, yeah. about how uh about the Thanksgiving table showing all the stuff that she uh, was putting out like in other words here, here we go and then when she went and pulled the pie out the oven to show you I'm a product place my pies because yeah. you know Thanksgiving's coming and I'm ready to capitalize off of this versus by putting my product out here wow. and then when she went and said so what you gonna bring and then cross her arms like LL Cool J uh, at the table so you know she was gonna bring it, now, but I think Gladys was, you know, Gladys to me is more classier than that. Oh yeah, no, but no, but no, so, don't even fool you now. Gladys can cook. Glad well, well, listen. One thing that people forget about <laughs> Gladys got the chicken and waffle restaurant in Atlanta. Yeah, and yeah. Had that for a long true. time. So yeah. she ain't no, she ain't no chump. She ain't no. But in, but but listen, while Patty was fronting off with the pies in her Instagram. Yeah. Ciroc sponsored it again last night. So I couldn't believe it. 
Eddie did not sponsor versus last night. It was Ciroc. So anyway, <laughs> go to round two. Uh, Patty Bell came out with uh, "If You Ask Me To," "If You Ask Me To." Right. I, yeah. And um, she um talked about how Celine Dion helped uh, redid the song and uh, took it back to the top five again. And uh, so that was cool. Um, Gladys didn't really counter on that one. Um, she kind of came out with "Make Make Yours a Happy Home." With uh -huh. Last Night in the Pips. So it's almost she kind of like was like, eh, that's a big song. I probably don't need to try to challenge that one. So <clears throat> round two, they get that one to uh, Patty. Um, Patty Bell in round three came back with Stir It Up. I've got to bring it up now. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. But Gladys came back with every beat of my heart. Yeah. I mean, Come on, dog. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's stir it up is a nice song. Yeah, it ain't every beat of my heart. It's so, but you know, I don't. For me, I think Patty brings the funk, and Gladys don't bring the funk. She no. brings, uh, you know, some good songs. Wait, wait, she, wait, wait, wait. Now Gladys had some funky tunes. Heard it through the grapevine. Mama could, Daddy could swear. She had. I mean. She didn't. She didn't represent that last night because it was uh, to me. It was about the, uh, you know, stirring up was a pop thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. And it was a movie soundtrack kind of pop thing. Right, so, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know where I, you know what I'm saying? How I felt about that because, uh, when I think about Gladys, I, uh, you know, it's it's such a deep reservoir of soul. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so, I think I think the, the, I know what you're trying to say. I believe, uh, Kiana, it, it, it's it's not the funk part of, of of Patty. There's a there's a there's a, a heightened kind of elevated, animated kind of musicality to Patty. She's she's very animated. She's very big. Where Gladys is very, she's not stoic, but she's kind of like smooth, like. Yeah, but see, see, Gladys is what you call subtle jabs. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. He's constantly working on the body. You know, yeah. so he's constantly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So Gladys okay. knows that if I hit you with enough of these in your kidneys, yeah, you're going you know down. If other, everything else is gonna drop. Right, you're going you know, down. You you launching up up top, and I'm blocking the face, and every now and then you hit me in the nose. But yeah, see, I'm working yeah. on that lower body. You know what I'm saying? That's a, a real boxer knows that. You know what I'm saying? I keep hitting them mm -hmm. kidneys. The hands go give up. The arms go give up. The legs go give up. Right, oh, right. they, they quit. They give it they up. Like, who, that's who's Gladys. Wait that's, a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so round four, uh, Patty. Now, Patty came out with a hitter in round four. She came out with, when you've been blessed. It was like, yeah. ah. I was like, Okay, Patty. Uh-huh. But then Gladys came back, went back in her Claudine bag and pulled out on and on. Woo! And, and then that was in the end of that round. Kissing. <laughs> Get with the kisses, baby, yeah. Let me just wow. say something. I saw a lot of people on the internet talking about Patty was going to watch Gladys. Those people clearly don't know Gladys Knight music. Oh, come on, man. Ain't no watch factor come with on. Gladys Knight. Well, uh, you got to look at 
the the consider the source. Right. Because the average person that would think that, first of all, not only do they not know Gladys, they don't know hits. Right, right, right. You know, because Gladys is probably Gladys probably has in terms of R the R and B pantheon, she's probably got three of the top ten R and B hits ever. Oh yeah, no question. Yeah. No question. No question. Mm. No question. Um, okay, so round five. So that was that was obviously on and on. That was Gladys. Round yeah. five. Patty said, "Okay, I'm gonna stop playing around with you because yeah, you, okay. you clearly came to with, like we friends, but well, you, yeah. you, you trying to do something." So <laughs> Patty went into her uh, Harold Melvin in the blue nose bag. Well, if you and don't was, know, me. hit her hit her with the "If you don't know me by now, live." Okay. Uh huh. Woo! And I was like, "Oh, well, that's probably it then." So <laughs> Gladys, 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 respectfully bowed down on that one. Was like, "Okay, I'll just play this license to kill, and that'll be it." Uh huh. And so they gave. So that one went. That one went to the Patty. That was. I listen. If you don't know me by now, is a hit. No matter who. I'm saying. just saying. Like, right, I, right. I, yeah, I don't know how you supposed to beat that song. It, I mean, that song. All the way to the end, she walks it all the way out with the, yeah, yeah. and she was singing along with it last right. night. That was what was really cool about the battle. They was kind of singing along, and then, but boy, the diva came out at some point. Oh, man. Patty was like, uh, my lyrics ain't up. This is a long <laughs> song. Uh, can y'all get my lyrics up right, please? Fix I like, it. I said, boy, that's Diva 101 right there. Hey, wow. she was letting that song. Go ahead, baby. She let that song go out, uh, If Only You Knew. Yeah. And we we was talking about it as we were listening, and we was like, man, she walks it out on the end. But then when she started singing along, she was just like, yeah. And we like, wow, she still got it. She's walking it out. <laughs> She's still Patty now. You can't take that yeah. away from her. So anyway, that was round five. Uh, round six, Patty came out with My Love, Sweet Love. Uh, I think it's supposed to wait next Hell soundtrack. Yeah. I wasn't as familiar with that one. Um, Gladys came back though with the banger again, hit her with that midnight train to Georgia. Yeah, come on, dude. That, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> so now at this point in the battle, I'm starting to think who arranged Patty's song? Like, yeah. Patty got better bangers than this. Why y'all playing it in this order? Oh uh, man, I, I was a little confused. Uh huh, I felt like Gladys was whooping Patty's behind at this point. <laughs> like for real, for real. Yeah. But then round seven, Patty came back with love, need, and won't you. Yeah, yeah. And that was the first time she hit him with the teleprompter. Uh <laughs> like, I gotta get that right. She was like, love, need, and won't you. I was like, oh, 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 okay, Patty. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna chill on that one as well. So she hit him with the someone to watch over me. With mm -hmm. the Gershwin, Plastic, George okay. Gershwin. And I was like, that's beautiful. But you're not beating love, need, and want you on that one. So I think Gladys really put some strategy into this. Because yeah. there were certain songs she was like, I can't beat that one. Yeah. So I'm not even going to try. But if she come this way, I'm going to come this way. So mm -hmm. in round eight, Patty came back with the pop song, right? Kind of love her. But uh -huh. love Is that when she stood up and started shaking it? No, I don't think that was a stand up and shaky one. I think that came a little bit later. But <laughs> but Gladys came back and hit her with the friendship train. Ooh. <laughs> the friendship train. 
Yeah. Last night in the pits with the friendship track. It's a wrap. Peace, it's a wrap. love, and understanding, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap. So, <clears throat> Gladys kind of took that one. Now, this one was, I thought, I agree. This one was a, probably a tie. Okay. And LaBelle came out with the, maybe one of her most iconic songs that she's performed, uh, the Over the Rainbow, that right. she does. And uh, you know she, you know she hits you with the all that. So yeah. I get it. It's funny because she, uh, she started starting to stand up and kick off her shoes and jump right. out of her feet. And then she said her knee was hurting. I said, Lord have mercy. Yeah, that was funny. So, um, <laughs> and that was cool. And and that's a banger. That's a huge, huge. Oh my God! So yeah. Gladys said, if you come in with a huge, huge, I'm gonna hit you with a huge, huge. Yeah. So she came out with. Neither one of us. Yeah. Listen, listen. I'm going to tell you something. Gladys Knight, see, here's the thing with most, what most, especially singers, don't understand. Yeah. And, and Patty, to, to a degree, but Gladys Knight is classic for this. She man. will slow walk you into hysteria. Oh, man. Literally. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah like, like, she, like most guys want to hit 10, 20. Lyrics and verses in the first phrase. Gladys nah, nah, nah. will go. It's sad to think. Yeah, and let yeah, you yeah. think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ponder yeah. that while I ponder that with before I give you this next part of it. Come on, preacher. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to bring you into some real truth. You know what I'm saying? That's what she would do. Yeah. So, so what happens is you think, oh, she ain't got that. By the time she finishes coming through that song, I guess neither one of us. Dude, you yeah, well, damn, maybe we don't. Maybe, we, maybe I don't want to be the first one to think about. It. You, know what I'm you come to that conclusion yourself. Well, you know, I really don't want to leave. You yeah, know I, mean? I, I don't want to leave. You know, I don't know yeah. what I was thinking. That's so, a mess you up, man. So man. I, I, they gave. I think a lot of people call that a tie because they just so both of those records are so man. iconic. So I, I would say I agree it's a tie. Uh, so then Patty said, "Okay, let me come on back." We we doing this now. We coming with the big big bigs. Okay. <laughs> so Patty came back with that. Uh somebody loves you, babe. Uh-huh. You know. Man. And uh -huh. I was like, okay, okay. Oh now, my God. Get, this might be might be good starting to get some. Um and Gladys, she she played a great top five hit, but she didn't try to match her song for song on this one. So she just hit you with a little, you're number one in my book. Yeah. Okay. okay. That was good. It wasn't, yeah. it, it's, and that's a better Gladys Knight song than people give it credit, but you're right, it ain't going to be Somebody Loves You. So they gave that round to Patty. Um, let's see. Round 11, Patty hits you with the Kiss Away, The Pain. Uh-huh. Great song. Gladys came back with that. I got to use my imagination. Oh, geez, yeah. 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 And see, there's that funk. There's that groove that, that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's it. That's such a beautiful. You know, every time I hear that song, I remember uh, that episode of uh, on a, a different world where they were trying out for the backup dancers. Uh -huh. That was the song they played. And everybody was like, ooh, that's a funky song. A lot of people didn't. Lot, most black people knew that song. I think the world kind of figured out that song at that time. But that's just a... Uh, well, no, no, you got to look at the... But, but see, that's the thing I think most people don't understand is 
from the black perspective, you think of Patti LaBelle and you might think she was a bigger artist. But in reality, Gladys had, especially in, in her Motown years. Yeah, her pip she days. She had number one hits. Yeah, her pip days were nice. Yeah. Her pip days were very, very nice. So, um, so now, Patty said, I'm gonna switch up the whole game in okay. round 12. Switch, switch up. up the whole game. Okay. So she doubled down and hit, hit, hit uh, the DJ hit them with the back-to-back -back new attitude from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack okay. mixed with that on my own with Michael McDonald. Oh, wow. Oh, like, oh, that wow. seems unfair a little bit because you try, you you double down on two yeah, classics. Yeah, you, you got two in. Yeah, you, you got, got two, two in. I was like, yeah. okay. So Gladys Knight, now you can go either way on this one because Gladys Knight came back with the Midnight Train to Georgia Encore. Okay. I, listen, I'm more I'm more partial to the Midnight Train to Encore, but she just played the instrumental and then sang over it. Uh -huh. So that's why a lot of people was like, you got to kind of give that to Patty. I would give it to Gladys, but I'll go with the majority. Well, Midnight Train in Georgia, the merit of the song alone yeah. is much bigger than those two songs that Patty hit her with. Yeah. So again, you launching Patriots, I'm launching Scuds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Patty said, well, that strategy worked in round 12. Let me try Let me it again. See if I can do it in round 13. Yeah. Yes, so she did. hit it with the mix again. She hit it with New Day. Uh, a mix of New Day, Feels Like Another One, featuring Big Daddy Kane, ABCs, and Lady Marmalade all in there together. <laughs> that was like, Glass was like, cool. We doing that today? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm good. I'm, I'm just going to hit you with one. Gladys hit it with Love Overboard. Game over. Okay, yeah. <laughs> see, here's to me. Here's to me where Patty fell off, where she falls off. Yeah, she should have left. What's the fourth one? Um, uh, Lady Marmalade. She should have left that alone by itself. That's a standalone. You gotta let right. that be. Yeah, let, let that, that be the hit. Yeah. yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. see, that's where she fell off. You got greedy and you messed your chances up. See, mm -hmm. and, and that's the part I didn't understand because it's twenty songs. And they only did 14. So I was like, right. why not? Why you just say? But, yeah. but, but on top of that, listen, I don't give a shit how many you got. Oh, excuse me. Like we <laughs> say that, you know. But I don't care how many songs. You don't leave, you don't put Lady Marmalade. In, that's your biggest, biggest. That's well, right. I think Gladys recognized that she might have been in trouble because she started singing Lady Marmalade with her. She's like, I'm going to do your background for you. Yeah, I can, let me help you out with this, baby. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, she knows she's been in the kitchen cooking the pies. Yeah, yeah. Gas yeah. Fuel, gas fuel, 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 got to her. See, Kiana was talking about she's cooking the pies. She should have been yeah. focused on this battle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. She, was cooking, she was cooking the pies and that gas got to her. That she's cooking with gas and the fuel was, was to her. And she thought she could pull that off, but it wasn't. It wouldn't happen. It was, she it wasn't was stunting <laughs> so in the final round, uh -huh. Pat LaBelle one more time tried to come with the double down. He hit every, she hit everybody with the you are my friend slash if only you knew mix. And that's baby, that's when she got up and started doing that. And by the way, we now have a new Patty LaBelle dancing meme. Because if you if you see the dance <laughs> yeah. that she's doing, I was like, Lord Patty, 
you don't even understand the internet. They got they about to yeah. you about to be the new me for the next for the remainder of the year. Yeah. So good or bad, you're gonna say like good or bad. <laughs> so they uh they came, she came with the you are my friend, if only you knew mix. <laughs> but then Gladys Knight pulled out the gangster move of all gangster moves. Yeah, now, Billboard, Billboard is calling it a tie. I don't see it that way. Because out walks from the back, Dion Warwick. Dion Warwick. Mm. And Gladys Knight yeah. and Dion Warwick. And then they forced Patty on into the group. Broke it down with that's what friends are that's for. That's what friends are for. Wow. I mean, so they said, I think out of respect, Billboard said it was a tie. Uh -huh. Right, right. I, in my mind, I, I, I think, I think Gladys took that. So a lot of people, a lot of people are saying, um, Patty, it was the whole battle was a tie. Personally, I feel like Gladys took it, but that's yeah. you know, I don't know if that's because I'm a Gladys, I'm biased to Gladys, or I just feel like Gladys was better. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Ken. Well, I think that uh, um, that last cut when she came out with the special guest. I was okay. like, I personally, I was like, uh, Patty, you need to be quiet. Stop trying to sing along with him. <laughs> they got this. You done had your your turn to show out. You done stood up. Even Gladys didn't stand up, shaking up behind and stuff. You done stood up shaking your behind. You done kicked off your shoes. You done pointed to the teleprompter. You done let everybody know that the diva is here. Let Gladys have her moment with Dion because she done brought in a special guest. Uh, uh, Patty could have brought in a host of individuals. Yeah. But I just feel like that Gladys was classy about this and said, I'm just going to bring up the rear and well, bring in Dion. To, to to seal the deal. Seal the deal. But wow. you know what? One of the things I'll say, well, Shane, what's your opinion on that? What, no, what, go ahead, go ahead, cause, cause, go ahead, because I got a perspective for you. Go ahead. Okay. I was just going to say this. The, the one thing about the whole battle, all, all jokes aside, is it was such a beautiful moment yeah. to have these two beautiful spirits and 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 and, and women of, of faith and, and, and God, I'm not gospel, but uh, women of faith and soul just be in, for us to be in their presence and them to tell all these beautiful stories and, and connect all the dots to the history of music like they did. Uh, and then just sitting there enjoying each other. It was, it was really, a, it was really a vibe last night. And I mm. think people really dug it. People really uh, were, were appreciative of just the whole thing that they brought. And man, there were a lot of people in there last night. Yeah. Uh, in the Instagram, Oprah, Michelle Obama. Uh, I mean, it was a lot. It was just a lot of celebrities that just pulled up for this thing. So I thought it was a really, really cool uh, battle. But I still think Gladys won. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to give you this perspective. You know, I grew up uh, singing quartet gospel. Absolutely. And so I went on the road really, really early. And so in my life, I had a chance to work with the legends, Marty Clouds of Joy, the Keynotes, Williams Brothers, Southern Airs, uh, Pilgrim Jubilee. But not only that, work with a lot of the great choirs that were around back then, and a lot of the, like, James Cleveland, Isaac Douglas, Keith Pringle. You know, so 
one of the things you knew as a quartet artist, it was never personal. But if I don't kill you, I don't get to eat. Right, so right, right. Somebody got to die tonight. And that's the way. You know, <laughs> That's just that's just the way it worked in quartet. That's how it worked, yeah. Somebody exactly. got the, it. Ain't personal. Listen, I love you. I love you. I, I I like your music. We boys. We gonna get together after the after the gig. We gonna play cards or whatever. We gonna go to the Waffle House. I might you know, pay for dinner. Yeah, cause cause I got paid. You know what I'm saying? But 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 somebody got to die tonight. You know oh, what I'm saying? So so it was nothing to see like Spencer Taylor yeah. or with the QCs yeah. or Willie Rogers with the Soul Stirs. Or Joe Lagan with the clouds, or Willie Neal with the. It was nothing in their mind was. Listen, I enjoy all y'all, but I got to take all of this right here because we got to feed the fellas. We got to feed and, the fellas. Right. And when I look at last night, when I looked at it, it reminded me because Patty here, she is kicking her shoes off and she's flying around and all this other stuff, right? Yeah. And Gladys, true to form. True to four, I remember watching Glass at the Apollo Theater. I'm, I'm maybe, you know, 16 years old watching her at the Apollo Theater on a Heaven to Hell night. Heaven to Hell night at the Apollo Theater is when they'd have a gospel artist, an R&B artist. You know, they'd have four or five groups. Yeah. And so wow. we were one of the groups, right? I'm watching Gladys Knight, but I'm thinking to myself, I know what's going through her mind. Do all you want to. Do all you want to. Go, go fly away. You know what I'm saying? Get you some props, get you some wings, fly through the audience, whatever you need to do, because I'm getting ready to kill all of this. I'm going to kill all of this. I'm going to kill all of this. Yeah, man. And she, and, and, and she sits there like you you see Patty doing her thing, and Gladys is just confident. And, yeah. and she's, she's truly enjoying her, but she's also going, I got the hits. But I'm going to tell you something. You just said something really, really noteworthy. And I think it's one of the things that's missing from music today is the ability to be confident in, confident in what you individually do and yes. not try to mirror everybody else. Right. No disrespect to the young girls that's out now. I'm not trying to disrespect you. We're trying to educate you. If I can take your song and put it on five other artists' album, that's mm. a problem. That's not good because there's no distinctability. Right. One of the things that the 80s artists have, and the 90s artists had it as well, and it's obviously the 70s and 60s artists had it. Right. Um, it's distinctability. Yeah. I don't sound like you. You don't sound like me. I don't do what you do. You don't do what I do. But I'm I'm but in my what to what I do, I'm a killer. And to what you do, you should be a killer. <laughs> yeah. And so that that's what made the competition fun. That's what made music fun because you then you could have these debates man is anita baker really better than uh mariah carey or is mariah carey better than whitney is anita baker better than uh uh who i mean just pick a singer whatever i yeah. mean luther the remember, man the luther freddie jackson bait went on right. i mean it right. was that kind of stuff but it that's what you wanted music to be Everybody doing what they do to the best of their ability, and we all get a chance to sit back and enjoy it, but also to compare it and to make it and, and to have those discussions. So uh, that you're right, I'm, I'm glad this is is amazing to me. And uh, no, and again, no disrespect to Patty. Patty's also no, no, equally amazing, no. but they're different. They're different. Yeah. You know, some people like Pepsi, some people like Coke, right? right. 
So, and that I'm was an that RC was man his, myself. Uh, I'm an RC man myself. Some people like RC, right? <laughs> RC. So, so, come on now. <laughs> wow. It was it was a good it was a good time last night, man. I'm looking forward to the next one. We're gonna wrap on this, uh, guys. I appreciate you guys so much. I hope you uh, had fun on the show uh, watching us today. Uh, remember to go to our Noisemakers page uh, and, and like and follow all of the stuff that we got going on. I know you've been hearing the promos. Uh, just go to our Facebook page. You'll see these shows, uh, the playlist for all these shows. We got some bonus episodes on the Facebook page as well. Uh, we got um, uh, Uncorked Wine, which, which popped off this past Saturday, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, so pull up for that next Saturday live. We got the ep new episodes of the five. Just so many wonderful things on our content, man. And then we we just love uh, being able to be here with you every day. So come back, and we'll do it all over again on Wednesday. We'll do it all over again Wednesday. Shake, you got any parting words for us? Just keep it real, keep it love. You know, we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, man. I like keep it real, keep it love. That just felt good. off to me. That just felt funky. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was funky. Hey, man. With know. an A-Y. Kiana, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got any parting words for us? Ah, uh, keep shining. Keep shining. <laughs> no one you can always count on me. Wow. You stuck that in. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. That was good. See close. See close. Yeah. See that? Yeah. I see what you did. <laughs> that was good. That was well played, Kiana Smith. Yeah. Hey, listen, y'all. Um, uh, we'll see y'all again in 23 hours. We love each and every one of you, and uh, we out this piece. <laughs> we out. Hey, everybody. It's Lloyd Spence. And I want to tell you about a brand new Facebook page called The Noisemakers. The Noisemakers page is where our fans can see all of the visuals, the videos of all of our podcasts, web series, and more. That's right. Even this podcast, Talking Noise, you can see me, Kenyatta, and Shake on the Noisemakers Facebook page. See us daily. See all our shows like Believe in the ACC, featuring myself and Charlie Ward, The Five, Uncorked Wine, and much, much more. Check us out on Facebook, The Noisemakers page, and become a noisemaker today. Man, we sure had a good time today, and we appreciate you joining us for the ride. Tune in every day on the Believe Podcast Network and wherever podcasts can be found, like Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Music, wherever podcasts can be found. Also, you can visit us on Facebook on the Noisemakers page. That's the Noise, N-O-I-Z, Makers page, or on YouTube on the Noise Media Entertainment Channel, N-O-I-Z, Noise Media Entertainment. Well, we'll see you again tomorrow. Until then, keep making noise.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.